hello. Welcome back, everybody. To astrology did not change my life. I am still that bitch. Loud and proud, babies. Mm. <laughs> Again, I always want to start off by thanking everybody that has supported me thus far, even with the little few episodes that I've just released. Again, your support means everything. And I'm still surprised when I get all of all of these little messages and attention for all of the content that I've been producing. It honestly, honestly means so much. You have no idea. And just tells me that this was the right thing to do. <laughs> Not that I need external validation, but it's great when it comes around. But yes, I totally need external validation. Please validate me. Thank you. Mwah. <laughs> So we'll get right into today's episode topic, since I feel like I have a lot that I want to get through, because there's just so much for this particular element in our bird chart. Today's episode is about moon signs, and the moon sign is another one of the personal planets in your bird chart, very similar to like the sun sign that we talked about in last week's episode. And so because it's a personal planet, it affects your personality that much more. Which obviously it makes sense because personal planet, it would make sense that it would affect your personality, as the name suggests. In the simplest terms, the moon represents the feminine in your chart. Now what the heck does that mean? So I want to start off with going back to what we talked about in last week's episode when I was talking about the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So the moon is considered the feminine, and thus it's actually the complement to the sun in your chart. Now, within everybody, the divine masculine and the divine feminine exists. And I have to say divine, because we're not talking about the regular conventional, and quite literally sometimes, the stereotypes that we've placed upon what feminine and masculine means. And oftentimes, like, toxic masculinity and those terms and labels that have unfortunately affected us as a society. This is a very different concept, and it's more so based on energetic principles. And that's all I really... The divine masculine and the divine feminine are two parts that exist within all of us. So while the masculine is the assertive side that we showcase to the world, it's the side that we're more aware of. And oftentimes, it's the side that we're more comfortable disclosing to the rest of the world because it's kind of what we center our whole identity around like for example like I value myself with my intelligence so I am smart that's that conscious label that I put out onto the world and that's just an example it can mean other things some of us are like to define ourselves by say like physical features like oh I'm tall like just very simplistic explanation but now we have the opposite of that. And that is the feminine. And so the feminine is a side that we don't actually easily show the world because it's our vulnerable side. It's what makes us all soft and mushy and gushy on the inside. Because it's our emotional landscape. And it's hard to be able to show that to the world. Because that means that we have to sit down and sit with our emotions and have to sit down and feel the vulnerable parts that can sometimes be very scary. Not speaking from personal experience. <laughs> oh, man, I'm guilty of that. Emotions are terrifying, and sometimes it's easier to run away from them. So, oftentimes, the moon, which is this feminine aspect, also represents our subconscious side. It's the side that we hide from ourselves. And so we're not always aware of it. The same way that we're aware of the sun and the energy of the sun. Because it's so conscious. And think about it this way. With the sun, when it's shining during the day, the moon hides at the back. Our emotional, maybe our subconscious and our vulnerable side hides away during the day when the sun is shining. And that's when we're in our sun's energy. But then at night, when we're all alone sometimes, 
that's when the moon comes out and the moon shines down and is quite literally the light in the darkness sometimes. Well, actually all the time. Especially if you don't live around lights. You don't have light pollution. But more often than not, the moon is always shining down when it's dark. And that's when we have to sit down with our emotions and we have to express that vulnerable emotional side that we have within all of us. So, to conclude all of that spiel that I just said, in simplistic terms, the moon represents your emotions, your subconscious, and just that vulnerable side that sometimes is easier to hide from the rest of the world. And the same way that the sun, rep- the sun's energy and that masculine energy is taught to us by other masculine figures in our early childhood environment, we learn about our feminine side through feminine figures in our life, in our early childhood. And most of the times, that is modeled to us by other female figures, traditionally. And so that's why the moon generally... I, I like I'm hesitant to say it this way because not everybody has the traditional family structure where you have a mom and you have a dad. But they say it's said in traditional astrology textbooks that the moon represents your mother. But I always say whoever played the more feminine or modeled the more feminine behaviors in your life It doesn't mean that they necessarily actually have to embody feminine traits all the time. No, none of that. It's whoever modeled that idea of learning to be vulnerable or somehow alluded to it. Those are the the feminine figures in your life that taught you about your own relationship with your femininity or your own emotions your own vulnerability. And so, the moon is a really big indicator and the sign that that it's in, the relationship that you have with your mother. Depending on what your moon sign is, it'll tell you the type of relationship that you have with your mom. And it's more so an energetic, like the energetic feel that you have with your mom if that makes sense, really. And so what, what's really interesting, and I really enjoy looking at these kind of things within families, is that your siblings and you will have different moon signs. Yes, you can share the same moon sign, but sometimes, more often than not, that's not actually the case. So that's why your sibling may have a different relationship with your mom than you do. And the way that they view your, their, your own mom will be very different. And that's because you guys have different moon signs. And so the relationship that your mom has with your sibling versus you can be very, very distinct and very different. And your mom doesn't necessarily have to have the same sign as your moon sign, but they can still, like, she can still have, say, like, sim, like some planets that fall in under the same sign or other or other placements but I don't want to get too deep into that because we haven't gone further into the episode episodes about personal planets and I don't want to confuse anybody now whatever behaviors your mother modeled for you growing up as a child will be a big indicator of how you process your emotions now as an adult So, in simplistic terms, again, (laughs) I keep saying that, simplistic terms. The moon is your emotions. And when I say emotional landscape, um, I'm talking about not only how you process your emotions, but how you experience them and what you need to feel emotionally nourished. What you need to honor that vulnerable and intimate side within you. 
the side that a lot of us love, love to pretend does not exist. But really, it's there. Because, again, the moon represents the subconscious. And we honestly cannot ignore the subconscious side. And oftentimes when we ignore this feminine side, which is what you sometimes see with a lot of individuals that adhere to toxic masculine principles. And a lot of us are a victim of this. <laughs> We're all victims of the patriarchy! And it's true, we are all victims of the patriarchy, okay? Toxic masculinity is not it. Mm-mm. Again, when we ignore this deep core part of who we are, which is this emotional side, we ignore the part of us that makes us human. It's our emotions that make us so truly human. And so it's important to honor that emotional side, that divine feminine. And that's why that moon is so, so, so important in our chart. And for people that do know a little bit of astrology, that's why they always say the big three. Because the big threes play a very, very big component of your personality. Your rising sign, which is the door to your chart. The sun sign, which is what makes you shine and is such a big part of your ego. And the part of the and the part that you showcase to the world. And then the complement to that is our moon, our emotions. So those big three are usually very big, like indicators of like just having a general idea of what your personality will be. Right? Like even if you don't delve further into astrology, because it does get overwhelming, like I don't blame you. Just simply knowing your big three can tell you so much about yourself. So even if you don't want to listen after any of this, just your takeaway should be that you should know what your big three is. If you want to just get into a little bit of astrology, but you don't want to go any further, just your big three. And if you don't want to listen anymore, don't worry, I'm not going to take it personally at all. No, no, not at all. I'm just kidding. You can do whatever you want. But please listen. <laughs> Who even came up with the moon having to represent your emotional landscape? And that is a very good question. And the same one that I had when I was a child. So think about the phases of the moon. The moon goes through its cycle every 15 days. You have the full moon, and then you have the new moon, and so on. So every 15 days, the moon goes through its own cycle. And think about your own emotional landscape and the way that emotions kind of just go through us. Emotions don't always last, right? Sometimes we feel happy in the morning and then within a couple of hours as we get into work, we're miserable and angry and frustrated. Or maybe you're happy and if you are, good for you. Also, where do you work? Because I would like to know. My job makes me very miserable. Hence why I have this podcast as an outlet. But long story short, emotions aren't always constant. They kind of just go through their own motions, the same way that the moon goes through its own phases. And that's why the moon, in the simplest terms, represents your emotions. And also why the moon only really shows up in your chart and in your everyday life when you have to feel vulnerable. And so when we sit down with our emotions, oftentimes we do that when we're alone or when we're in the, when we're in the comfort of loved ones or people that we trust. So you'll often find that you end up showing your moon sign qualities way, way later on when you eventually trust somebody. And in my opinion, the moon sign is a very, 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 very good indicator of compatibility. Because if somebody has a similar moon sign to you and they process their emotions the same way, they express their emotions the same way, 
then they'll be able to understand the same way that you process your emotions and the same way that you express your emotions so that they'll be able to validate your emotions in a way that is comforting to you. At this point, an example is perfect to solidify all the concepts that I've just been yapping about. I personally have a Gemini moon. Now, Gemini is an air sign. And also, Gemini is the sign of communication. So for me, the way that I feel emotionally nourished is that I have to have constant mental stimulation. Or I have to talk about my emotions. And for me, I feel validated with words of affirmation when it comes to my emotions. And I, whatever I vocalize, I need a safe space for somebody to listen to my emotions because I need to talk through my emotions. And oftentimes, because it, Gemini is an air sign, I may end up over-rationalizing my emotions. But that's just because of the mental aspect that air signs have. So for me, I have to talk out my emotions. And I have to be able to express it in order to feel emotionally nourished. And the way to comfort me emotionally will be to actually sit down and sometimes read actually about astrology. Like I loved, as a child, I loved reading. And that's my safe space. Or even just watching TV and learning things as I'm watching is also very comforting for me. And this is something that I learned from my mom. My mom and I, we definitely didn't really share a very conventional relationship. I wouldn't call it the most like emotionally nurturing relationship where like she'll sit down and always hold me and coddle me for us we talk through things and sometimes we yell at each other and that's how we get things out in the open but that's just the relationship that I share with my mother it's a very Gemini relationship and that's how I view my mom I kind of view her as a Gemini now I don't know if she's actually a Gemini because um, she was born in a time period in a country where most people didn't even remember their birthday. So, like, the birth charts that they have, or actually, no, like, the birth certificates that they have, like, it's not actually their real birth date. So, unfortunately, my mom is an anomaly. Same with my father. I don't actually know their actual placements, so most of the times I'm just pulling at straws and trying to guess their placements. So, maybe my mom does have a Gemini place, like, like sun or maybe she has a gemini venus but i wouldn't know but either way i view her the same way that i would view any other gemini because of my gemini moon and the conversations that my mom and i have can be very weird for people <laughs> like the other day my mom she saw a bit of my tattoo on my leg and um the culture that I grew up in, tattoos, and even the religion that I grew up in, tattoos are prohibited. No tattoos allowed. It's unwomanly, unfeminine. And my mom's always been very strict growing up, and so she just, she's noticed the tattoo on my leg because I, I like to live life on the edge. And I just wear shorts around her all the time. You'd think I'd wear long pants, but nope, nope. I'm going straight for shorts. Mm-hmm. Because that's how I roll. She's eyeballed it several times. And she's like, is that a bruise or is that a tattoo? And I'm always like, it's a bruise. But recently, she's just been like, you know, you can tell me if it's a bruise, but you should also tell me if it's a tattoo. And I'm like, why would I tell you if it was a tattoo? She was like, well, so it is a tattoo, isn't it? And I'm like, I didn't say that. She's like, well, you can tell me, you know. Tattoos are, like, people get tattoos because it's stylish and it's fashionable. So maybe it's a style statement for you. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. You spent more than 20 years being strict with me. I couldn't even go out with friends and now you're okay with me getting a tattoo? Huh? And so <laughs> that's always just been our relationship in a nutshell. Where we just have these weird conversations and they don't always make sense. And oftentimes, because of Gemini where the sign of Gemini has two sides. You see one side, and then you quickly switch over to another side. So that's why sometimes the conversations that we'll have, it can be inconsistent. 
and the relationship that we share, I, I see different sides of her. I don't always see one side. So yeah, today she's telling me that she loves, she's okay with my tattoo and she loves it. The next day I know she'll be like, why the hell would you get a tattoo? You know they're permanent, right? You just ruined your life. <laughs> so whatever she's telling me now, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. And so depending on whatever the heck is going on with your moon sign, whatever aspects they're in, they're in. Whatever, what other aspects are alongside your moon is a very good indicator of potential mommy issues. The same way that your son can tell you daddy issues, the moon can tell you your mommy issues. I have other things that, that do indicate that I have mommy issues and boy, oh boy, do I, got, do I have mommy issues. <laughs> so because your mom models how you handle your emotions and how you handle your vulnerable side. So if you had a mom that validated your emotions when you were growing up, then maybe it's easier for you to deal with your emotions. But maybe if your mom told you that you have to, you have to verbalize your emotions, that's what you have to do to express your emotions. Or if you had a mom that didn't necessarily always validate your emotions, but if, if she knew that you were upset, she would maybe make your favorite food. And that's how you, now growing up, whenever you're upset, the best way to cheer you up is to make you a nice home-cooked meal. And this is your relationship with your mom that now plays out into your present adult life. Similarly, your moon sign can tell you the relationship that you have with present female figures or feminine energies. My bad, not female figures. Feminine energies in your life and how you handle interacting with feminine energies now that can mean it can mean female figures individuals that identify as female or individuals that are more comfortable expressing their feminine side but it can also mean how you handle your own emotions which again is the feminine side so oftentimes like say you're attracted to feminine energies how you interact again, or how you react, actually, is more of the better word, to those feminine energies, you look to your moon sign. So say you have a wounded feminine, which is what we see with a lot of toxic masculine figures. I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> I'm so, you need to have a balance between the masculine and the feminine to be a fully functioning, healthy individual. I will keep saying that. And I strongly believe in that. So if you have a wounded feminine, again, you're not comfortable being soft and being vulnerable and sharing your emotions. The part of you that makes you human, it's, it's, it's going to come out into your, your relationships with other feminine energies. So when somebody, and I'm just going to, I'm going to put it out there, say you want to get into a relationship with somebody that identifies or is more comfortable with their feminine side and you're not able to get in touch with your own moon sign qualities, it's going to get in the way of those relationships because you're not honoring your moon sign. You're not honoring those emotions that exist within you. In fact, you're shoving them deep into your subconscious. And now that's a perfect segue into the subconscious aspect of the moon. So going back to the phases of the moon... There's a period in the moon phases where the moon actually, you cannot see the moon at all. I believe that's actually the new moon. Don't quote me on it, though. But that's when you cannot see the moon in the sky at all. Not even, not even like a tiny little bit. The moon just disappears out into the periphery. And that's the other side of the moon. And that is the new moon. And so... Whenever you ignore your moon sign qualities, a.k.a. your emotions, you shove that deep into your subconscious. Now, with basic psychology principles, every time you ignore something that's intrinsic to who you are, it festers into your subconscious. And whatever ends up festering into your subconscious, it comes across as something very insidious. It can come across as physical illnesses or it ends up coming out as really 
scary coping mechanisms and scary instinctual traits. Like people that adhere to toxic masculine principles and they get upset. They punch a wall. They punch somebody else rather than being able to express their emotions. Or somebody that isn't able to sit down and actually express their emotions. Sometimes it comes... It ends up festering out into depression because those emotions don't have an outlet. And yes, that can be the dark side of the moon. And so in order to be a balanced and function balanced individual, you have to honor that emotional side. So you have to sit down with your emotions. And the way that you process your emotions. And what nourishes you emotionally, it can be very different than the person across from you. Because your moon sign belongs to you. It is very, very, very different. And very personal. So if you say, if you think that maybe you're struggling to express your emotions or any, anything related to your emotional side... Look to your moon sign. Maybe it'll tell you what you need in order to be able to have that safe space to express your emotions. Wherever your moon is placed in your chart, depending on whatever house it's in, it can tell you what areas of life can actually emotionally nourish you. Going back to my example... As a Gemini moon, I need to talk through my emotions. I need to verbalize them and express them, yes, verbally out in the open. And because it's in the seventh house of relationships in my chart, I usually do this with the help of my loved ones. So for me to feel emotionally validated, my loved ones need to know how I'm feeling. And I need to be able to talk about my emotions with them. Otherwise, I won't feel safe. And that's, again, going back. Safety is so important for you to be able to express your moon sign. So when you get to really know somebody, it's a really magical experience to be able to, to finally feel their moon sign qualities because their moon now finally feels safe enough to actually come out of the dark and actually be able to share that side with you. So somebody that's only maybe expressing their rising sign or maybe their sun sign. They haven't felt safe enough. And they don't trust you enough maybe to be able to express, express the softer sides, which is the moon sign. And that's why sometimes you can see that somebody may be different around you when they finally become very, very comfortable with you. Maybe somebody who has maybe a shyer son now all of a sudden is expressing this bold, brave side because they have a fiery moon or they have a more bold moon sign. Not all, like fire doesn't necessarily always mean that you have to be bold. It can be other signs as well. <laughs> but it, that's just a very stereotypical example, my bad. And so now you can see that because there's different personal planets there's different aspects to your personality that come out in different times your moon because it represents your subconscious is a very very instinctual energy like sometimes you're not even aware of it it's very very primal and i don't also, maybe i don't want to say subconscious all the time it's also it's just unconscious so your moon is a very good indicator of your dreams because that's a very unconscious side as well your dreams remember how i was talking about how we don't really express the qualities of our sun sign until like maybe our late 25s 25s <laughs> our late 20s so after 25 and that's because we don't actually grow into our personality and build our self-esteem until way, way later on in life but before that, most of the times we actually have our moon sign qualities coming out. And so kids actually act the most like their moon sign. 
it's like that's why like I as soon as I found out find out that a child is born, I actually kind of just I quickly eyeball their moon moon sign, and it's it's wild like they'll almost always show up as their moon sign, because that's very instinctual, it's unconscious, and very primal, and that's what kids are. They don't develop their frontal cortex until way on later on in life, so they kind of just operate from an instinctual mode in their brain. They kind of just do whatever the hell they want. And sometimes that can be a good or a bad thing, but you know, they're free. And that's why we're always like, let's honor our inner child, the part that wants to be free. That's what we mean. Let's act like a kid where we can just go out and play in puddles because we feel like it. Being a Gemini moon, when I was a kid, I had a lot of questions. And it was like actually very surprising for my parents because they were like, I think I didn't even talk for a long period of time. I would just stare at people. Because remember, I was a creepy Scorpio rising child. I would just stare at people and just observe. And then when I started talking, I did not shut up, according to my father. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you just had so many questions. You were always like, why? That was actually my first word. Why? Because I'm like a Gemini. The sign of communication and curiosity. I was always curious. I was always like, ooh, what's that? What's this? What's that? I just, I, and even to this day, like, I, like, when I'm comfortable, I will not shut up. That is, that is just a manifestation of my moon sign. And, like, my close friends have always been like, um, I never shut up, you never shut up. I'm like, yeah, that's true. I have a lot to say. Please listen to me. Please. Please validate me. And, like, say, like, you have an Aries moon. And when you were a child, you, you, you were competitive. You were a go-getter. You were the first one to try things. Like, things like that. It's super cute. <laughs> and because the moon is also a manifestation of, like, the unconscious side, like I mentioned, your moon sign also comes out when you're drunk. Because, you know, <laughs> you're, inhibi you're inhibited, right? You're, you're, your frontal cortex isn't working that well. Because the alcohol is in your system. So you'll see somebody's mood sign come out then. Yeah, and like, I, I, I talk a lot too when I'm drunk. And I make like all these like observations thinking I'm so smart, but <laughs> it's just, I, I have a I, verbal diarrhea. Lots of words come out. <laughs> now, going along the lines of unconscious behavior again, and I mentioned this before as well in, in this episode, your moon sign not only tells you what you need to feel emotionally nourished, it's what you need to just feel comforted. So whenever you're in a bad space or, you know, you need those self-care days, look to your moon sign to tell you how you, what you need to have a self-care day or a self-care moment that will be very effective. And you don't even need to use it for yourself. You can use it for other loved ones. So to be able to truly emotionally connect with somebody and to make them feel comfortable, your mo their moon sign can tell you everything, really. For me, yes, I need somebody to talk to, to feel comfortable and to feel nourished. So when I want to actually spend time by myself, and yes, your moon sign again comes out when you're by yourself, when nobody's judging you, because with yourself, you can be that safe space. If you give yourself that safe space too, right? I need, I will actually, well, I will actually be constantly watching a lot of shows to just get lost in something or constantly be reading. So I have this constant steady stream of information stimulating me. For me, like, yes, reading about astrology again, like I said, brought huge, huge comfort to me. So in order to feel balanced, it's important that you don't actually overindulge a bit to uh, like your moon sign qualities, because that's when you get into a little bit of that irrational territory, because emotions are fleeting. They're not always constant. And if you're always running through emotions, while it's good to do that and to follow your heart constantly be, but to constantly do that, you lose sight of objectivity. So you want to find that healthy balance where you're comforting yourself the way that you need to, you need to be comforted. 
but you're also not spoiling yourself so much that you can't actually see beyond that. You can't see beyond your emotions. I forgot to mention this too, but your moon sign is also a very big indicator of your intuitive side. So yes, it represents your emotions, but your emotions, they're very intuitive, right? Like say you have that gut feeling about things. That's your emotions. And your moon takes that into consideration. And it represents the opposite of the rational, objective side of your sun. And also just other aspects in your chart. So you need to have a balance between your rational, objective, conscious side with about with your intuitive, emotional. Yes, and to some context, some degree, irrational, because emotions can be irrational sometimes, right? You want to find a balance between those two. What's really cool, though, is that your moon sign also tells you a lot about your creative side. And it, it's wild because the moon is, it's a tiny little planet, but there's so many different facets to it. There's like the faces of the moon. There's so many different, there's so many different manifestations of your moon sign because it represents so many different parts of you. And I feel like it's overlooked because traditionally, as a society, we've been told that we should ignore our emotional side, which again, really is a tra tragedy because our emotions are what make us human, right? So that's why we look up to artists because they're channeling their moon qualities in a way that we can all relate and experience the beauty of their moon signs because they're channeling their emotions through into their art. They'll basically take their own emotions that they experience through different situations and pour them out in a creative context. For example, songs about heartbreak. A lot of us go through that. And it doesn't have to be exactly the same thing that they've gone through, but they're channeling those emotions that they experienced, those universal experiences of betrayal, of anguish, of anger, of pain, of frustration into their art that we can experience because we've all gone through those emotions. And so maybe if you feel like you're not a creative person, maybe you just haven't tapped into your moon sign qualities and how you're creative is different than, well, again, the person next door. With me, words are very important to me. So this podcast makes sense for me because I love talking. And I don't like being interrupted. I want to keep going. <laughs> so that's where the podcast made sense, right? As much as I love having one-to-one -one conversations, I just want to keep going. Yeah, and it's a little bit selfish, but that's my moon sign. I want to keep talking. <laughs> I want to indulge in it. And yeah, when you're indulging in your moon sign qualities, hmm, sometimes you can come across a little bit selfish because it's just so comforting to experience that energy of your moon sign. Because again, it's so instinctual. And when it's instinctual, it's just by default comforting. So the next time you think that you're not creative, maybe sit down and talk to your moon sign. Ask her what she can, what she can tell you about yourself. You never know. There's probably a whole new world out there waiting for you. <laughs> you just haven't tapped into it yet. last tidbit though like I've done in the previous episodes where I talk about the different moon signs I go through each one of them so for simplicity purposes again I, I can't talk about everything like every little nitty-gritty thing about moon signs because again remember the moon sign is so multi-dimensional so I'm just going to talk about what it is that emotionally nourishes you and how you probably express your emotions. And you can look to your own chart, depending on what house your moon is placed in, to tell you which areas in your life your emotions actually come out in. Like, say, your moon is in your fourth house. Then it comes out in your family. Say your moon is in your tenth house. Then you channel your emotions into your career. You get the basic idea. I hope. I don't know. 
astrology, again, can be very confusing. Okay, so your moon, if it's in Aries, and I think I mentioned this, you feel emotionally nourished when you are going out there and achieving your goals, when you feel like you have a sense of purpose and you're kind of just blazing through life. And you kind of express your emotions in a very fiery way where you have to let the world know what it is that you're experiencing. And so I always find that fire signs are very true to their emotions. If they're feeling mad, you know they're mad. They'll tell you that you're mad. they're mad. If they're sad, they're very sad. And they let the world know. Like, it's very visible on their faces. They're very intuitive with their emotions. And it's out there in the, mo- in the open, which honestly is very refreshing because I feel like a lot of us try and we try and hide our emotions, which isn't very healthy. If you have your moon in Taurus, you feel emotionally nourished by, again, very sensual things. So food is very, is very important. Things that physically make you feel comfortable. Nice warm tea, for example. A nice warm bath. Like those are things that emotionally nourish you, like physical things. You probably express your emotions in like a very gentle, a gentle manner where you're not overwhelming not only yourself, but other people with your emotions. And so you're probably very gentle and patient with your own emotions. And you probably prefer to express your emotions through acts of service. Because again, you like to be rooted in the 3D through your five senses. If any of that made sense. (laughs) Gemini moon. A.K.A. me. They again. They like to be emotionally nourished. Nourished through like constant stimulation. Constant stream of ideas. And they probably express their emotions by verbalizing. Again their emotions. They have to sit down and rationalize their emotions in a way. And that is done when they're actually talking about their emotions. But their safe space is if they can actually talk about their emotions with somebody and feel validated. Cancer. So traditionally, the moon rules over cancer. So you'll see that cancers are very in touch with their emotions. And sometimes that can be a good or a bad thing, depending on whichever way you want to go about. Because yes, you can be intuitive, but if you're constantly relying on your emotions for everything, it doesn't always mean that you're open to other ways of thinking. But cancers, they feel emotionally nourished when they have a safe space to simply just feel all of their emotions. They need a safe space. And they express their emotions quite literally because it is a water sign at the end of the day and water represents emotions. They will express their emotions wholeheartedly. You'll know when they're sad. You'll know when they're mad just it's out in the open they will feel their emotions the way that they need to be felt and that's why <sighs> cancers will tell you a lot about getting in touch with your emotional feminine side which is very really it's very healthy <laughs> it's, it's good to do that leos i have to pause because i'm like am i going in the right order because i don't know it's like, it's like, I don't know what comes after G is it age. Like I have to say the whole ABCDs in order to find out what letter comes after like the letter J. But yes, after cancer, it is Leo. Leo moons need a safe space where they can just be themselves. And in a way where all of the attention can be on them. And that's how they feel emotionally nourished. So whatever circumstances or environment that they can find themselves in where they are in the spotlight. And maybe that can be through creative endeavors because that's when the spotlight is on you, right? And they probably express their emotions very similar to an Aries because at the end of the day, they are fire signs. So it has to be done in a way that's very authentic. The world will know when they're mad. will know when they're frustrated and very, very sad. It's very instinctual and it happens instantaneously. Same way that fire is instantaneous. Virgo, it's an earth sign. 
like Taurus, they feel emotionally nourished when they're of service to others, when they're helping other people, when they're making sure that everything is fixed up and proper and everything is where it needs to be. And they express their emotions through acts of service as well. It has to be through tangible things like most earth signs do. It's physical. You can touch it, feel it, and see it. And so because it's very practical, they'll probably find very tangible, like, why do I keep saying tangible? Constructive and concrete methods to express their emotions. And they'll try and take everybody else's emotions into consideration so they don't want to overwhelm you with theirs. Which sometimes is a bad thing because sometimes they don't always want to disclose their emotions and they kind of just hide it. And that's uh, something that you'll see with a lot of root signs. Mm, after Virgo is Libra. Libra, like Gemini, is an air sign. But Libra moons, to feel emotionally nourished, they need things to be in balance and harmony, whatever that means for them. Whether it's having harmony and balance in their physical space, through their personal relationships. It's like their room has to be a certain way, like for it to be in harmony. But that's how they feel emotionally nourished, when there's a balanced give and take. Um, and when they're in that kind of environment, that's when they feel safe enough to express their emotions. And they probably express their emotions through words as well. Because at the end, because again, it's also an air sign similar to Gemini. So they rationalize and verbalize their emotions as well. Scorpios, it's also a water sign. So they're very in touch with their emotional side. So they'll probably express their emotions in a very, in, like in a very true and authentic way where they feel their emotions very deeply. But because Scorpio is a secretive sign at the end of the day, they won't always disclose their emotions unless they truly, truly trust you and feel safe with you. And sometimes like <laughs> that happens way, way later on of getting to know, of getting to know them. Like it could be like years down the line. And what they need to feel emotionally safe is that they need a very, they know, need to know that they can trust you with their secrets. Mm, after Scorpio is Sagittarius. Sagittarius, again, another fiery sign. The world knows what they're feeling. They're very true to who they are. But the way that they feel emotionally nourished is when they can go out and explore different environments and different cultures and explore different people, really. <laughs> it kind of sounds funny. Well, bad. I don't mean it in that way. When they can have different experiences, whether it be through different cultures, different people in those cultures, <laughs> I said it again, different religions, when they can expand their mind. Otherwise, they'll feel constricted, and, they'll, and then all of a sudden, that emotional side mm, is ignored, and now they're very sad. Capricorns, again, like in the earth signs, express their emotions through acts of service, very constructive, tangible ways. But they feel emotionally nurtured and nourish, nourished, really, nurtured. Yeah, same idea. When they can go out and achieve their goals. So when they have some, similar to Aries, yes. So when they're going out and following whatever goals and dreams and things in their career path that they wanted to, that's when they feel um, emotionally secure, really. When they have, yeah, in a way, financial security. <laughs> yeah, those two go hand in hand with them. Because again, earth signs are very constructive, um, constructive energies where for them being able to do things in the 3D is how they feel secure and stable. Aquarius, another air sign, they also express their emotions, un oddly enough, unconventionally, because it is a sign of unconventionality. So they can be very in touch with their emotions, but the way that they express them, it'll be very different, and it'll be very different for every individual that has an Aquarius moon. But yes, verbalizing and talking through their emotions will be very, very important for them, and distinct 
for every air sign. Mm, Pisces, last but not least. Also, another water sign. They feel comforted when they can express their creativity. And I feel like I mentioned that when I was talking about sun signs. But Pisceans and creativity always go hand in hand. But not only their creative side, but their humanitarian side. So if they can be a bleeding heart, which most Piscean moons are, that is when they feel emotionally nourished. When they can go out and make the world a better place through creative endeavors. That's when they're the most emotionally, yes, nourished. And they express their emotions in a very, again, gentle way. But because it is a water sign, it's very authentic. They feel their emotions very deeply. But it comes out in many different mysterious ways. Because that's what Pisces is kind of. The sign of, also the sign of mystery. That's all I have, folks, for moon signs. There was so much that I went through that I feel like my brain is fuzzy and I, I can I can hear my voice cracking because I've, I've talked a lot. But the moon is just so, so multifaceted. She's a very interesting little planet and she represents so many different elements in your personality. And so I want you to actually sit down with your moon sign to sit down and honor your emotional side because I feel like a lot of us don't do it. And I'm certainly guilty of it, as I've mentioned before. But she's a magical little planet that tells you so much about yourself. So much about who you are. That's primal and, and instinctual. So again, thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. <laughs>